What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest all the way from California. She is a meditator, sports nut, ocean lover, and she's the director of, and author of Heal Documentary. Please help us welcome Kelly Gores. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She is a meditator, sports nut, ocean lover, but most importantly, she's the director and author of Heal Documentary. Guys, please help us welcome the one and only Kelly Gores. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. I love that intro. Thank you. I'm, I'm fired up. Woo! Yeah, he's killer, Adam. I keep hearing I'm getting better and better, so... Uh, as long as I it's get like the, the good responses, I'm happy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how are you been? How are things going? Great. You know, it feels like definitely uh, energetically, it just feels a little chaotic right now, which I, it's December leading up to Christmas. So I think that it's always chaotic around this time for mm-hmm. me, but then you throw COVID on top of it and it's just wild. It's wild. You, you get the... The whole uh, Christmas cheer and uh, people wanting to think that COVID's not here and just believe on the Christmas cheer, but then COVID's here and it's just like that whole mix is like, okay, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So how, how you, you know, it, it is a crazy time that we live in right now. What are some adjustments that you've had to make kind of in like your personal life and then obviously on the business side of things in order to, to you know, make sure you can keep things moving forward? We like to kind of dive into this, uh, just kind of see what, everyone's kind of process has been through this whole period that's obviously very new to all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my experience has been, obviously I just spent years working on a documentary mm-hmm. and I've very, uh, in the belief system of how incredible our bodies are and how we're literally designed to defend against things like a novel coronavirus. So my personal fear around the whole thing, um, is, is low. I recognize that that applies, you know, I'm, I'm a healthy body, so my body's capable of kind of keeping things at bay, but, um, I do recognize the fear and the panic and the, the stress from the beginning of a lot of people and and how it was exacerbated in the media. And there are people that are really vulnerable and at risk. So, um, it's been an exercise in kind of compassion, but also frustration of just, you know, this panic and, and all of these, it's gasoline you're pouring on the fire because, again, I did this whole documentary of Heal, which is about how strong our beliefs, thoughts, and emotions play into our health. So the panic and the story and the uncertainty and, and all of the confusion around this pandemic at the beginning and still even today um, is, is really exacerbating something that may not have been this much of a wildfire. So the fear definitely has been poured, you know, the gasoline on the fire. But, um, as far as me, it's been kind of, I I really truly believe that it's a, it's kind of a wake up call. It's kind of a shutdown. So where people have to sit with themselves and it's kind of removed a lot of, um, distraction and taken us off this hamster wheel, which media and technology has put us on because we get access to things so much more quickly and we're just on this like treadmill, you know? So Mm -hmm. 
we're out, the treadmill has stopped. We're sitting with ourselves, which is very uncomfortable at times. The uncertainty is uncomfortable. So I've just been really diving into my, or, or leaning into my um, practices like meditation, earthing, connecting with nature when I can. Um, and it's been, you know, to be honest, it's been a nice to get off the treadmill. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about that uh, a couple of podcasts ago as well about, you know, how we were able to, and, and even like with how we created this podcast as well is like, you know, we were constantly, as you were saying, so busy doing all the things, training people in person, doing our online stuff, shooting content, helping brands out, you know, that we had been talking about starting this podcast for a couple of years and, yeah, and never really long. found the opportunity to do it. COVID hit, you know, we obviously were locked inside down here in Florida at the time and we just turned to each other and said, well, you know, I'm not doing anything. You're not doing anything. We both have some microphones in our, in our apartments. Like, let's, well, let's get just get it. this started, you know, and it, it does kind of be able to, it does feel refreshing to be able to step off that hamster wheel, reevaluate a lot of the things that we were doing or not doing and, and really take stock. And then like, is this even important in my life? Like, do I need to be, you know, going and walking on like this shopping lane every week? Because I, you know, I like, is it something that I need in my life? Is, am I wasting time? You know, are these people in my life really the people that I should be hanging out with or are, should I head in a different direction? So I think as you said, right, it is a great time to be able to kind of take a deep breath, you know, even though there is a lot of chaotic stuff going outside. Yes. Yes. And take a deep breath, hopefully out in nature with fresh air and no mask on. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Distance from people, you know. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. we're down here in Florida, so we get that, you know. Yeah. 100%. No, and, and I have to agree that it's, you know, especially with um, with the way that COVID first hit people, you know, obviously it caused us scared. Um, nobody knew about it. But then as time went by, I think, you know, with everything going on, the trust in things and what you hear in certain things and, you know, understanding the way certain things are being handled. I think it obviously, obviously you're going to get two sides of the spectrum, but I think it does play out an interesting, um, it plays out in an interesting way where you do, you do get to see a side of people that are very extreme on one side and then very extreme on the other side. And it's just kind of, then you got the people in the middle of kind of like, what do I do? What should I do? How do I go about this? You know, I'm listening to this, I'm listening to that, and I'm just confused in the middle. So, just wanted to kind of hear on your point, what are some of the things that you suggest, um, you know, to your friends, your peers, you know, your platform on how to go about a time like this? Yeah, I mean, I think that it has brought um, health to the forefront. It was, you know, there's a healthcare crisis in this country and over half the, the population has one chronic illness, if not more, and chronic illnesses. I've learned from very intelligent people and scientists and researchers, you know, can 90, 95 to 99% of the time, there is something we can do about it. That's the beauty of epigenetics. So a lot of people are told when they get a diagnosis that their only option is taking a pill for the rest of their life. That pill then requires more pills to counter the side effects of that original pill. And it's, that's not health, you know? No. So, um, the, the beauty is chronic illnesses, 95 to 99% of the time, there is something that you can do to get out of that condition and heal um, and get back to homeostasis and health. And so I think now it's like, okay, having a chronic illness doesn't only impede your life and vitality. Now it makes you vulnerable to something that could, you know, literally kill you um, like the, like COVID-19, like a, a severe infection. So, um, 
hopefully it would, it would kind of snap people into starting to look at their health on a deeper level. And, you know, there's many ways that you need to approach, um, of, you know, healing a chronic condition, diet, uh, movement, sweat, getting, you know, detoxing through sweat, as you guys know a lot about. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, ad- addressing the emotional stress aspect, which I think everybody needs support with right now. We have a major mental health crisis that was already teetering on danger, and now it's just spilled over yep. the edge. We've got, you know, suicide rates and, and anxiety and depression through the roof. Yeah, did, I, there just was a statistic the other day, right, that came out that said that there are more – there were more uh, deaths in Jap- in Japan from suicide in this past month than there were from coronavirus since it entered Japan, like yeah. back you know back in December or whatever. You know, more in one, and more suicides in one month. That. You know, it's 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 disgusting. It's, it's devastating, and it's it really is highlighting like we have such a mental health and and physical health <laughs> crisis in this country, and um, so. I just encourage people to really um, nurture themselves right now and and learn, become aware of how our immune systems, when they're not being impeded by autoimmune disorders or other chronic illnesses, are so robust um, and to the point where, you know, even children, you know, they're not as worried, thank God, at this point about severity of COVID-19 in children. Um, I think that would throw us into a whole nother loop if children were were really at risk. Um, so I'm thankful for that. And it just, I I just want people to learn how amazing their immune systems are and, and simple things they can do to make their lives, you know, to take the fear out and, and, and just build their robust natural defense systems. So supplements, I think everybody should load up on vitamin C, vitamin D and zinc right now. Those are the three kind of huge right now. huge you know i mean every you should do that but but make sure that you stay inside your apartment and don't go out into the sun (laughs) yeah exactly and don't see anyone i mean isolation they're finding there's so much research and isolation is like the precursor to all diseases and that's why suicide is going up because people are isolated and they are just Mm -hmm. they're not getting the support they need to sit with themselves and face some of these things and they're they're depressed in in this i mean it's just again Yeah. I mean, when, when they shut down the state of Florida, I was so, and they're like, okay, well you have to stay in your apartment. You can't, or inside your house. I'm like, it's, it's sunny and 90 out every day. <laughs> like, why it's would I, and you know, working in the health field, I'm like, why would I want to be inside when I could be outside on the beach, you, you know, do, or anywhere? It's like, okay, if you want to shut, if you want to, you know, ban New Yorkers or people coming from the North down into like our warm state where you know they're obviously in a much more severe lockdown than we were in it's like i understand that but i should be able to go outside like i live here you know i I, I live right next to like three different parks like why can't i just go to the go for a walk in the park like doesn't make a lot of sense to me you know there wasn't there wasn't a lot of logic i feel and i i understand like okay you want to shut everything down for 14 days till you guys figure it out but then once the science started kind of coming out on it like there was there's no logical shift in the direction that everything was heading in. It was just like, well, we told you to do this, so you're gonna do it. Like, mm. totally agree. And, and then you got the other problem where we talk about all the time is the governments only push the agenda of more masks, um, social distancing, hand sanitizer, this that clothes. It's just like yeah, where, no where's, exercise, where's exercise, no, where's you know. sleep, where's meditation, where's you know 
all that, all the components that we need to stay healthy as, as our beings in our body, you know, you don't hear that being pushed out. Yeah. And, and I think it's sad because that's probably the strongest component that you need during a time like this is to be as healthy as possible. So I wanted to ask you, what are the resources or who are the resources you go to um, and you recommend for people to go um, and, and get those resources from that are pushing that agenda of becoming healthier versions of yourself, getting the exercise you need, the sleep, the meditation, the reduction of stress. Who are those resources and where can some of those people um, actually obtain that? information. Yeah. Um, two people I love to follow and I think are just brilliant and very connected, um, and have, and are very research and science backed and based, um, are Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Zach Bush. Um, so Zach Bush is a genius. I mean, he's gotten, he has so many different backgrounds and, and training and he has a clinic, I think, and he's just, he's, he's just so brilliant and connected and he he really correlates um just he he really correlates correlates the power of nature and what's going on here and 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 the world needs a wake-up call because we're destroying our planet we're destroying ourselves we're destroying each other and this is a great you know kind of opportunity to shine light on that and 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 teach us how when we can heal ourselves reconnect to each other and heal the planet like you know, and how everything, microorganisms, including viruses, are part of nature. They're part of the way we evolve and grow. And so um, I, I highly encourage anyone to listen to Zach, Dr. Zach Bush. And then Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, he, I recently did like a one, week, uh, one day retreat with him because he's a good friend of mine. And we just got a small group of people together in a safe environment and everybody tested, et cetera. And we spent the day meditating and really talking about the research behind meditation. And he literally meditation, if you get your heart, heart and brain into a state of coherence, your IGA levels, which is your first defense against viruses and bacteria go through the roof. It literally makes you almost impenetrable to things like coronavirus. So meditation, literally, if you have a daily practice of meditation, it can boost your immune system in such a way that, it like no, no coronavirus has a chance of even replicating. And he's, he's done so much research on this and, and measured people's brain waves and IGA levels and immune systems and, um, it, it speeds up healing. So those are just some cool things that they just have, they're a wealth of information, you know, without the CDC and the WHO and all these, there's so much politics involved in all of those organizations. And, and, you know, also everybody's criticizing the governor of California, which, you know, I, I don't disagree with, but there's so much political political pressure for him to do things a certain way. You know, it's just, it's a freaking nightmare is what it is. But if you, if you can get the information that empowers you as an individual and you can find these tools like meditation, like earthing, like movement, like a, you know, really strong healthy diet at this point, um, you can do what you need to do to boost your own defenses and, and stay aware and at peace and not kind of also getting infected by the fear virus. You know what I mean? Do you know more on that process that with, that includes IGA in terms of, you know, how you can help, uh, boost your immune system to be more resistant or, or not have such severity when you do have these, um, these virus scares or you, or you do get sick. I'm just curious as to like what that really looks like. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, he guides people through, he did a whole scientific research and they, they're actually doing like double blind studies right now with him involved um, and how they literally are exposing the, the blood to coronavirus. And it's like, no, there's no proliferation of the virus. So it's literally not able to copy itself in the environment where this blood has been meditating for four days straight or something like this. So that, that will come out, but I, that's why you should start following him now. But, um, it's, it's basically has to do with getting, if your brain and your heart are in such a state of coherence and you're, and he, the way he's like guiding people through meditations, which he's got a lot of meditations for sale on his website, or you can get them for free on YouTube. Um, he gets you into such a state of coherence. He, and he, I guess the idea behind it is these, it releases this positive chemistry throughout the body, which then boosts the immune system. It puts you at homeostasis. It takes you out of the sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's when your immune system, if you're, if you're running stress at all, your immune system is suppressed. So it, it really just gets you out of that. It puts, drops you into such a coherent state that all your cells are firing and doing everything that they need to be doing and communicating at full speed. And so your immune system response just goes to the roof because there's no, it's, it's like the communication is at the height, you know? And is there a major difference that you found with, uh, the way that he practices meditation compared to, you know, some of maybe the more mainstream ones, like throw an app and into your headphones and, and lay down or sit up. I think it's all going to, um, if, if you practice every day, I think you're going to get some results. I don't know that I, I, I don't think I have the expertise to answer that question. If there is really a measurable difference between different modalities and who's doing what I from mean, your personal experience, do you, do you notice a big difference between that and maybe some of the other meditation practices that you've done in the past? Yeah. Um, I really love anything having to do with like manifestation. Um, so the, the Joe Dispenza meditations that I've been doing of late, there's actually two, there's one that actually really empowers your body and you actually are like visualizing. So there's visualizing and then you're, you're combining that visualization with elevated emotion. And that's that combination changes your frequency. It's, it's very like quantum physics based. Um, and again, they've measured all of this. So it, it changes your electromagnetic field around your body. It expands it. And his work um, and his, his, his passion is based on the work of Harold Saxton Burr, who discovered that matter, like let's just take a tumor, for example, um, it, the matter doesn't, the tumor doesn't affect the electromagnetic field. The actual field is disrupted and then the tumor is able to grow in the field. So what you need to do in order to change, trying to change matter with matter takes a long time and is, is high effort, but trying to change what, what his whole work is based on is changing the energy field, changing the electromagnetic field. And then that reorganizes the matter. You create such a powerful electromagnetic field that tumors dissolve, uh, you know, matter that is out of alignment with health, vitality, and, and our true nature cannot exist when you, you get continually get your body into this coherent state and strengthen your energy field. So, that makes so sense. Kelly, what, what was it that got you interested in wanting to dive deeper into this space and knowing about this space and really 
just consuming yourself in it? What was it that triggered that for you want to just go all in? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm like you guys are, I'm interested in, in human potential. I'm we're here, right? We want to live the best, most dynamic, most creative lives that we can. We want to feel good. So once I started kind of waking up to, Oh, I have actually a lot more power over how I feel than I've been led to believe, you know, different little health things along my life, nothing major, but enough to make me go, Hmm. Um, and spirituality has a lot to do with it for me. Um, so around the same time, I kind of started learning about quantum physics and energy and how thoughts and emotions really send a signal out into the field and kind of, you know, that's why we spiral or sometimes create our worst fears because we're so focused on that. And and there's so much energetic energy behind that. So we're literally attracting and creating like vibration in the field and in our lives. So once I started learning about that, then I started learning about Bruce Lipton and epigenetics which is the science that basically tells us our genes are just a blueprint, um, but our lifestyle choices, our emotions and our beliefs and our, our perception about life turn on and off the switches of our genes. So we have the power to make better choices, think better thoughts, um, surround ourselves with better energy, you know, heal our emotions, and, and then our genes activate in different ways. We turn on healthy genes and turn off unhealthy genes, cancer genes, et cetera. So um, I learned about that. And then, so that was the physical aspect. I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much more power over our lives energetically and physically than I've been led to believe. Then I, um, there's a, there's a man in heel, his name is Michael Beckwith. And he started this spiritual center called Agape in, in Los Angeles. So I started attending and it just felt, it was such a microcosm of the earth it was just every color shape size gender age of people uh, from all religious backgrounds and it was more of just this like spiritual philosophy and meditation was at the foundation of his practice meditation and prayer and i i would take classes with him and i would learn like people would heal um just through meditation and prayer and, and visualizing themselves already whole and feeling. So it was like, again, visualizing and feeling. So I started applying these practices in my everyday life and my life just literally kept getting better and better. And everybody was like, what are you doing? How are you manifesting all this stuff? How are you so happy? What's going on? And uh, that's when I had the idea to make the film. Just, I wanted to put all my teachers and knowledge in one film to kind of empower others. So let's let's dive right into the film. I, I'd, I'd love to kind of get some some backstory on that and, and your thought process on why you want to start it. So your documentary Heal is out on Netflix now, right? Um, it is. So guys, make sure you guys go check it out yeah, on Netflix uh, for sure. It's a, a great documentary. What what made you want to, you know, really dive in and, and make, you know, a, a substantial, f- you know, feature length, you know, essentially film about, you know, the power of the mind? Yeah. I mean, like I just like said, it just, it was such a passion for me. And and I've been an actor my whole life because uh, I grew up in LA. And uh, so I've been on movie sets. I've been, it's a medium that I'm very familiar with. I get very, you know, I, I love movies. I get moved by them. I love documentaries. I, I learned so much from them. And so when I started feeling so much, like so much more empowered in my life, knowing about diet and and, and really implementing meditation and a gratitude practice, gratitude journaling, and seeing how it really affected, like gave so much positive change to my life. Um, 
I just wanted to teach others and, and film was just kind of the natural way that I was going to tell that story because um, it's just the medium I've, I've been in my whole life. And it was, and it's powerful for me. So I figured it was put, by putting all my teachers in one film and telling a story, it would be powerful for others as well. Um, and it took me about, I, it was a calling, you know, and, and again, Michael Beckwith, um, the Rev, as we call him, he kept saying, you know, pay attention to how you feel. And I started paying attention. Like I've been acting my whole life. I'm in my late twenties at this time. And I talking about acting or booking a role became less and less exciting for me to talk about and talking about all of this stuff and human potential and manifesting and energy, quantum physics, um, I would light up and I could talk about it for hours. And so I started paying attention to that. And that's like the pull in your heart to go down a different path, you know? So I really, our body is always communicating to us. And so start to pay attention. I love to tell people this because it it's been such a signpost in my life. Start to pay attention. When you talk about something, when you're with someone, when you're in a relationship, does that relationship, does that topic make you contract, hold your breath, uh, feel fatigued, or does that topic or person make you ex uh, expand your heart open and, you know, just want to give you endless energy to talk about and explore and, and, you know, seek out. So it's such a great, our bodies are just incredible, like constant communication with us. You know, our body doesn't lie. That's why we get chills. That's why we get sick. That's why we get well. It's like, in, it's, it, it's just this beautiful instrument, this tuning fork, if you will. 100%. I think we, we can all agree that we're, we're constantly learning more and more about the body every single, every single year and uh, every decade that passes by. We, learn there's, we understand it a little bit better, little bit better and we, when we get to know it a, a little bit more. And still, we have yet discovered everything about it. Now, oh. I want to ask you... Um, through the creation of your documentary, what were some of the biggest struggles and what were some of the things that came out of that that you're like, wow? Yeah, so much. I mean, I knew a lot of what the experts were talking about going in because I'd been studying their work for so long. So there wasn't a lot of like super ahas because again, I was very familiar. Um, but I, I thought it was important to follow real people on real healing journeys in real time, because a lot of the documentaries on similar topic um, would just talk to people that had healed from cancer and what did they do? So it was more of like a talking head situation. And so I wanted to show the reality of someone like going on the journey and the emotions, because it's, it's great to be like, oh, your body can heal anything and just think positive and feel positive and change your <laughs> diet. But, but like, you know, the reality of life, just like I was telling you about my morning this morning, is just life throws shit at you. And yep. There, it's it's there's so much fear and emotion like how do you even I say this like I get like thinking positive and meditating and doing all these things can boost my immune system but when I have the flu uh last thing I feel I can, can do is move let alone meditate you know pain is debilitating nausea nausea is debilitating so it's like I wanted to show the reality of like there's that we have all these tools and there is all the science but the fact of the matter is if you're in the fire of a stage four diagnosis or total chronic pain that is debilitating, it's, it's hard to pull out of that and kind of think positive. Right. So, um, we, we followed a few people on, on real healing journeys. And I think that it shows that it's, it's not a one size fits all solution. Um, I kind of wanted to show a tray of what's out there and then have teach people to 
tune in what, what resonates with themselves so they can dive deeper with this certain experts teachings or this certain healing modality. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest, you know, I just was talking to Michael Beckwith and this other um, doctor, Dr. Sue Mortar the other day. And they, I asked him a question, I'm like, do you guys believe that you can heal yourself? Can, can the body heal anything like ALS, like the gnarliest things? And, and they said, yes, absolutely. They both believe, you know, and they, they've been around this their whole life's work um, and they've seen incredible things and they are very in tune people. And, and I believe that too, you know? Um, so the subconscious mind, I mean, that's so complex, but the, one of the biggest ahas is like, we have this programming, we get programmed from the ages of zero to seven, like in utero to seven years old. And we're just kind of our energetic environment is just imprinting on our brain and creating neural pathways and belief systems. Um, so we basically are just adopting the belief systems and behaviors and energies of our caretakers. So that, unless you become aware and look at some of those belief systems, that's going to be your programming and your software that's going to run your whole life, uh, which is why we often, you know, end up like our mothers or our fathers or when we don't want to, you know, but it's just in there. It's this programming. So um, just to, for people to become aware of, and, and, and a good way to become aware is find out where you're triggered. And if, if, if you're triggered by something, that's an old wound or a belief system that is keeping you from being free and fully expressed um, that is probably not yours. It's negative and disempowering, and it's something we need to look at and heal and, and shift. So um, I do believe that our choices and our beliefs can lead to a physical condition, but that physical condition or diagnosis is a wake up call so that we can look at those things um, and heal. So it's not, it, this is not about blame. This is not, everything is subconscious. So until we become conscious of these belief systems um, and behaviors and, and energies that we've been subjected to and programming, uh, you know, we, we can't make the shift. So, so how can people who, which you get all the time in, in, in whatever it is that they might try that's new, they might say, you know, we always hear this is this is easier said than done. Um, yes. And understanding that, you know, in the realm of health, fitness, meditation, um, understanding and being in tune with your body. It's not easy. Like, you know, even being us, you know, we can sit here and meditating is not the easiest thing to do. And discovering yourself is not the easiest thing to do. So what are the what are some of the key components and tools that you would say for somebody who is having a hard time and has that mentality like, hey, it's easier said than done. Um, I've tried to sit through this. I can't do it. What are some of the things that you would recommend for them uh, right now that they can start doing that's very obtainable, easy to go through? They're still going to get benefits from it, and it's going to allow them to then level up through the process of this growth. Yeah. Um, such a It's a beautiful question, and it's a complex answer because there's 8 billion people or something on this planet, and it's just very complex. I don't know what, there's no, again, one size fits formula. However, I think, you know, one of the doctors in the film is Dr. Kelly Brogan. And she was a full blown traditional psychiatrist that was doling out antidepressants to pregnant women and others. Then she got pregnant herself and was like, huh, whoa, I should, knowing the side effects of SSRIs, like, I don't know that I'd want to take them. And then she like, so that was like a wake up. And she, this is one of the smartest women I know. And 
so then she like turned her to now she's like full opposite extreme holistic psychiatrist. And the reason I tell you this is because she puts people on a 40 ish day, um, really detoxifying diet. It's, 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 it's really clean eating to just get you to baseline. So I think it's really important for people, diet and gut health, our gut and our brain are, are, are in our heart are all very connected. There's neurons in our gut. Um, they say so, like what, nine, like 90, per, something like 90% of the information that your brain processes actually comes from your gut biome. Exactly. So it's really important to, if you want to make a shift in your life and um, almost before anything, you can start meditating, but if you can take the toxic burden out of your diet, if you can get really clear and energetic and just feed your body really strong nutrients, get rid of processed packaged foods, alcohol, anything that's going to overburden your, your system. Disruptors. Um, that gets you just at a baseline where your brain is going to start to be able to focus better, get clarity. You're going to, you're treating your vessel, this container, this meat suit we're in. Um, and, I love and, that meat suit. <laughs> I used to use that all the time. I love it. <laughs> uh, and it sets you, that just like builds your foundation. So I think nutrition just is a foundation. You probably need to go on some sort of protocol if you're on the healing journey. And then then your meditations can become deeper. Then your um, your your feedback mechanism, your your resonance, your that higher self, that spirit, that soul that's within you. Once you start meditating, that will speak louder and guide you. Your intuition is probably the easiest way to say that. Um, so as, as long as you kind of clear out your vessel and start to do these practices like meditation, disconnect from tech, go out in nature put your bare feet in the earth or the sand. Um, all of these things will set you up so that you can hear your inner guidance. And again, that's going to be the resonance that gets you to the right book, healer, practitioner, doctor, surgery, whatever it is that you need, um, that intuition. So it's, it's really just supporting your container to be so clear that you get those messages of what to do next is, is kind of my advice. This is, uh, I, I feel like this has to be kind of a, a controversial topic in, in, you know, traditional medicine right now, right? What's some of the feedback that you've gotten so far since the release of the documentary? I mean, I shockingly, there's been like zero pushback. I'm sure I, I don't read uh, Amazon reviews, but because uh, people tend to get a little cray cray on there, but um, oh, online people get crazy on these online forums. No, nah, I don't like, think so. They don't. They create nah. too around it. <laughs> Especially now, they're like locked up, pissed off. And oh man, just... my my favorite laughs come from 4chan. You know, <laughs> it's like I, it's I crazy. Love going on there. Um, so shockingly, I mean, I get messages, we get messages every day from people all over the world that say, "Oh my gosh, your doctor documentary." saved my life, changed my life. I've watched it 10 times. It's just, it's the, the positive feedback has been overwhelming and the negative feedback is like not even on our radar. It's wild. Um, I had the, I didn't want to poke the pharmaceutical bear. So I do recognize in the film, like there that's is, too bad. You should have, you should, you know, yeah, you should have, you know, I think we need, yeah, I think we need more people going after big pharma. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was very kind of conscious going into this first documentary. Maybe I'll get a little more radical. Later yeah. Lawsuits on, aren't always fun. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But there is truly a place for Western medicine, uh -huh. you know, and there's 
we the specialized medicine has so many downfalls, but you know, if, if you're really you know, sick, yeah, if you, if you are emergency in emergency cases, emergency and acute med like illness, you need surgeons, you need medicine, you need pills, you need, um, specialists, et cetera. So, but not for the chronic illnesses, which is what we try to make. There's a huge distinction. So, um, the, yeah, I mean, the pushback has been, I'm not preaching. I believe it. This is my belief. I'm just offering it up to others. And if it resonates with you, it can, you know, dive deeper and you can find your own conviction. So I'm happy with however, whatever people believe, but this has been proven time and time again in my own experience. And then just knowing some of the luminaries that are in the film and seeing how they, they, they're at a point in their life where they just want to serve um, and their life is service. They, they live what they preach. So uh, to me, that's proven that. Right. I, I always like to put, and he'll tell you this is the truth. I always love to play devil's advocate just to say like, Oh, what if, you know? So for, yes. you know, for those people who might counteract, um, kind of the, the vision or, or the, the story that you were able to tell in the documentary, let's say people who, you know, maybe there's doctors out there that say, you know, the power of the mind is bullshit. Um, meditation doesn't help, you know, if you have cancer, right. Cause there's, there's a couple stories in the documentary about people, you know, really having some serious issues with cancer tumors and, and, and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, being able to, to kind of push through that, what would you say to, to the naysayers who are like, well, you know, that doesn't really work. If you have a lot of tumors riddled all over your body, like you need chemotherapy in order mm -hmm. to, you know, get better and, and, and hopefully put the cancer into remission. Sure. Especially with the um, example of cancer, uh, Kelly Turner, who's a researcher, um, PhD. She, anyone who has cancer, I, I encourage you to, or knows a loved one with cancer, um, dive into Kelly Turner's work. She did her dissertation and her doctorate on um, researching 1,500 cases of people who were told by Western oncologists that there was nothing else they could do for them. They were in late stage cancer, all sent home, terminal, um, get your affairs in order, and you got a few weeks to a month to go. And 1,500 people she found were sent home to die and they all healed. So that to me is compelling. Um, she was like, why is nobody studying what they're doing? You know, and she discovered that they were doing these nine things in the film. It's called the nine key factors for healing. Um, you could look it up. Kelly Turner's nine key factors. She has recently added a 10th, which you guys will resonate with because it's movement um, or exercise. She didn't. So important. Yeah. In, in her research, she said, you know, I didn't include in the original nine because it was there, but it wasn't like one of the, and now she's, she went back through her research and she's like, Oh yeah, everybody did some form of movement. So yeah, they should have called us. Factor. We could have, we could have maybe had yeah. a little forward in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, um, all of that to say of those 10 factors, three of them are physical, seven, them, seven of them are mental, emotional, and spiritual. So for cancer specifically, that's what her research is for. That to me shows the ratio of how you need to approach your healing. That is a holistic approach. Holistic doesn't mean woo woo and you're going to go see a witch doctor. Holistic means you are tr recognizing that the body is not just meat suit, it's energy, it's chemistry, uh, it's biology, and everything is connected. You can't, you know, bombard your system with, with poison. Um, it may 
get rid of the tumors, but it's going to cause a whole slew of side effects. And also the fact that one of the major side effects of chemo is it causes cancer should make people pause and think. That being said, I know so many people that choose to do Western medicine. I say I would in a late stage cancer diagnosis or not. I may choose to do some version of that because they have very targeted chemos now where they can literally just get it right into the tumor. So depending on um, what's available, I would just recommend that if you choose Western medicine, chemo, radiation, surgery, et cetera, please acknowledge that there's another 70% you have to address that got you to that environment that created the cancer in the first place. And that's the mental, emotional, and the spiritual. So um, I'm just going to, I don't know if I can name all 10, but um, the three physical ones are movement, using herbs and supplements, and radically changing your diet. The other seven are things like um, connecting to your intuition, listening to your intuition. So if you go to a doctor and you feel like you're not being heard and you feel like he's rushing you through and you don't have time to ask the questions that you totally deserve to ask, um, maybe that's not your doctor. That's the intuit. That's when you're contracting. That's not your guy, you know, or you, or you go. Um, uh, increasing positive emotions and releasing negative emotions. Is there another two? Um, increasing social support. They've, science has shown that s- social support really like doubles life, the length of survival, um, and really speeds healing. So again, we're social beings. We thrive in community. That's why this whole isolation thing is a little counterintuitive. Um, what are some other ones? Uh, uh, finding strong reasons for living. So these people went home and they, they want to live not for themselves, but for their grandkids or for their you know, to see their wife, I mean, their daughter get married or something. They find that in blue zones too, right? Like the people who end up living the longest, like one of the reasons they're able to live the longest is because they continually have that purpose in life and purpose within the community, correct? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, people would be like, okay, I'm I'm going to die. So every morning I want to watch the sunset and just like be so grateful for the beauty that I'm going to that I've experienced. So they came back to these things where, you know, they played the violin because it brings them joy. They just wanted to do things that they were, that would brought them joy. So joy is another, you know, that's the increasing positive emotion. So all of that to say, um, I just encourage people to remember that, that not only for cancer, I truly believe that. And again, I haven't done the double blind studies, but that can apply to any chronic illness. 30% is physical the other 70% are mental, emotional, and spiritual. So, some, you know, something to think about. Gotcha. No, no, and I think it's really amazing just sharing that information and understanding, most importantly, too, like the different percentages of, you know, 70% on one side, 30% on the other, and how they come together and, and, and really create, uh, you know, harmony in, in one's life and how it can really just get you out of a, of a bad position. And, and I think it goes to say, like, in anything that you're going through, you know, whether it's, you know, an illness, you know, a depression, Bad, you know, a bad time with your business, your friends, your relationships, like just retuning yourself and realigning yourself with who you are and going back to these key components of, you know, being within yourself with your mind, your body, your spirit, your health all in one. It's just going to bring you forward into life in a whole different way, in a whole different matter. And you're just going to make everything around you much better. Your friends, your family, your 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 relationships, um, anything that you do is just going to flourish around you because the energy uh, really pours out into the world. With that being said, with everything that you're doing and wherever, and with everything you have done, what is the next big step for you 
and what is it that you are now discovering that you would love to put out in the world um, with on top of what you're doing to really drive impact? Thank you. Um, well, it's a great question. I felt like going into COVID, I had had set this intention because I just released um, the Heal book. So basically, I did the film, released the film, which takes a lot of energy. A few months after it released, the publisher was like, you got to do a book. Um, so I, I spent the next few months doing the book. Then I got pregnant and super nauseous. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats, three by the way. Congrats. Thank you. It's one healthy baby. <laughs> Oh, it's the best. Yeah, so sweet. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe very conscious in the pregnancy. <laughs> first one. Good stuff. Yeah, first, first one. one. Yeah. Boy or girl? A girl. Girl. Super she's super 18 happy. months old now, and her name oh, is. Oh, she's Ryan. like Stella. Yeah, my my mm. little one, Stella. She's gonna turn uh, two on January 27th. Yeah. So, oh, Stella. I love she, that. She's still breastfeeding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, good for your wife. I. <laughs> did not last that long no she we're, we're already talking she's like she goes to me she's like babe we're gonna have to start figuring a way how to wing her off because she's like yeah like i'm i'm, I'm just ah. not happening anymore. And i'm like no yeah. baby yeah, yeah no i agree <laughs> by the way uh breastfeeding is a whole people always talk about how difficult birth and labor is breastfeeding is a thing it is like you guys well there's actually like a funny experiment thank god i'll never know i always bug my daughter like when i have here i'm like stella do you do you want she's like i'm calling cps on you bro (laughs) (laughs) i mess around and jenny's looking she's like i was like it's funny oh man she did that straggling like hair floss between her teeth i'm always bugging her harry 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 nipple yeah yeah Uh, she's like no thank you mama yeah. Um, so anyways, I released after, you know, getting pregnant, I released the book. Um, and then I was like, okay, I just need six months to like refill the tank. And just cause I'd been outputting so much creation, including a human. And then COVID hit, which was like, Oh God, I didn't want to manifest slowing down in this manner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, forcibly. Yeah. They forced me to slow down. Um, and it's been great. So now I finally, have kind of that creative fire again and funny enough um in podcasts it's like everybody and their mother and uncle and second cousin has a podcast now but mm-hmm. heals audience i just feel kind of like morally also inspired i mean there's endless there's endless experts to interview and endless um inspiring healing stories to share which will empower others to believe that they can do it as well so a podcast is just the easiest next step to do that um, and continue that heal conversation and what's the name uh it's gonna be the heal podcast there we okay. go you guys heard there it you, you better tune in into the heal podcast yes. there you go now you got to start one. It, it it honestly is one of the one of the best ways to even you know one of the things that we really love about it is just even being able to connect yeah. with people like you you exactly. know and and just a general you know, quality of conversation that you're having with people on a regular basis that you may not be getting, you know, in your day-to-day life is, especially now, you know, with everything yeah. going on is, is so important. I know. And in a way for me, uh, I guess I'd say it's, it's a form of relaxation meditation for me too, because I get to do something I love, talk to amazing people in just good energy and um, have great conversations. Yeah. So. I feel like this is a joke when I, when I tell people, when people <laughs> are like, what do you do? I'm like, well, one of the, th- like one of the businesses I have is like, I own a, I own a podcast. Like what? what like you know i'm like i don't really think of it as like a business i mean i just talk into a microphone all the time you know it's like and I, you guys get to hang out with each other yeah well you know i mean <laughs> you could take it or leave it on that one but <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, any given day. So, so we'll see. You know, there, I'm passionate about the environment. Um, so maybe there could be. You know, now I'm like all about conscious parenting and so much to share there. So that can all come through the podcast as well. Um, so we'll just, we'll see. That's kind of the immediate future. Any more documentaries uh, coming, rolling through your head at all? You got any other interest in that? I mean, did you enjoy well, working with Netflix? Yeah. So, well, basically we released the film and then um, actually a month after we released uh, Netflix sent out this like industry-wide memo saying don't submit your independent films because we're putting all of our money into creating our own content which they've done in the last two years right and i said i that's like sorry but i told my distributor i was like nope we're gonna be at netflix i kept meditating it was like i just saw netflix 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 so um i kept telling him well just ignore the memo and they're gonna need some content in the meantime and i think he'll was the number one documentary on itunes for six weeks at that time. So I was like, there's something here. Um, and, and so like a month later, they, Netflix said, okay, we want to take you. Uh, but we, we can't release you until February of 2019, uh, 18. So it was a year later, I think. Okay. So February, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we released February of last year and now, um, 18. Anyway, it's been on Netflix for two years. Uh, it's been great because, you know, it, it's just got a global audience and, and it was trending. It, it's been trending throughout the whole, you know, COVID crisis um, because people, it's a great resource for people and it empowers people. Uh, but actually this February of 2021, um, we're switching over to Amazon Prime because two years was the, the run of show at Netflix because, again, they're switching to all their own content. Um, but it was great. It was great while, while it lasted. Well, it last. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about, uh, what people say with, they've been working with Netflix, you know, a, yeah. a, a lot more freedom us, and everything. It's great. Um, they don't give you any data. They own all the data. So I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, how I've many. heard that as well. Yeah. So that's the only downside, but, um, as far as like working with them, it's, it's, it, you know, it's such a, it elevated for sure the title, mm. um, and, and, and gave it a much wider, um, access to, yeah. to for people. So that was so positive. Yeah. Yeah. More eyes is never a bad thing right. at all. Exactly. Um, you know, well, I know, I know we're coming on close to an hour and I, I know Anthony, as he always does, has a couple of rapid fire questions. Ooh, he's going to want wow. you to answer. So before that, I wanted to take the opportunity uh, first to say thank you for coming on. It's, you know, been a tremendous opportunity to have you on here and, and discuss like the powerful ways in which the mind can really help you, you know, transform your future. Uh, for the better. Uh, how can people reach out to you and what's, you know, what's the best way to contact you? Sure. Um, you can find out information about the film and the book um, and podcasts, et cetera, on healdocumentary.com. Um, uh, we also were pretty, you know, active on Instagram. So at heal documentary. And then me personally is just at Kelly Gorris. So that's where we are. Great. And yeah. we're on Facebook too, but I'm not very active on Facebook. <laughs> No, we just, we both want to say thank you again. And we really appreciate you taking your time and, you know, sharing what you're doing and what you've been doing and the process that you've gone through it and how it's really affected your personal life and, you know, the other, and the lives of other human beings. And, and especially during a time like this, I think it's amazing. So with that being said, time for the lightning rounds. <laughs> Question number one, if you had to pick one of your favorite tools that you use on a daily basis, what would it be? Gratitude. 
Boom. Love it. Yeah. All right. Number two, what was your favorite part from your documentary? Oh, um, Eva Lee, who is one of the women that we tra- uh, followed on her healing journey. She did a, um, emotional freedom technique, uh, session on camera with, with a, with a practitioner, with a healer. And she had just such a beautiful breakthrough. And I feel like it was just like this cinematic, just precious moment of vulnerability that she shared with us. And it was kind of the first time she even explored her past and trauma. And it was just like so noble of her to share. And, and it still makes me cry every time I see it. Well, guys, you're known to get to that part of the documentary. That's what she's talking about. Bring the Kleenex. <laughs> Bring the Kleenex. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next question. What is the wildest and craziest experience you've ever had in your career? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to give two. Doing ayahuasca. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Next on my list. Dude, it's I've a freaking yeah. smoke DMT a couple times, but never, never drank ayahuasca. Whoa, whoa, that's that's a whole thing too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It was quite the quite the time, I'd have to say. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so that's that's real. Definitely do it in a in a in safe environment and get some kind of tools ahead of time from yeah, your I, yeah. I found a retreat in Costa Rica I want to go to actually. What's Maybe. it called? Um, oh God, let me look at it. Rhythmia. Maybe no, we'll, there's we'll another. Go. There's another one. I, I'm, this is going to, I don't yeah. know. I'll find it. I'll, I'll, I'll DM you. I'll, I'll let you know. I can't remember. What okay, cool. Um, and the other one was, you know, skydiving over the Alps in Switzerland when I was like 20 Ooh, years old. That is cool. Yeah. That was crazy. My, my, uh, my significant other, Jenny, she's gone like skydiving like eight times. She absolutely loves it. She's like, babe, you got to do it with me. I've never done it. So I'm just like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I almost oh went to Puerto God. Rico. I didn't pull the trigger on it, though. No. Nah. It's crazy. No, not it's scared. Crazy. I mean, I went ziplining. I thought that that would relatively do the same thing, but maybe not. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Next question. If, or mo- actually more, moving forward with everything that's going on with COVID now and the way that the world is shifting, once we start getting out of this time frame, what would you like to see moving forward um, in the world? Oh, Wow. Um, I'd like to see a lot more accountability for, um, for, I mean, I'd like to see a whole overhaul of our political system, of our education system, of our, you know, I want to just put a lot more scrutiny on lobbying and, and term limits for politicians and restrictions on big chemical and pharma um, you know, just a lot more accountability and transparency in, in all of our big industries that have been allowed to kind of hide the harm that they're doing to the American people. Um, and like Dr. Zach Bush talks about, he's got a documentary called The Farmer's Footprint. It's like 22 minutes long. Um, but he talks about the microbiome of the soil and regenerative farming. And just that alone and raising awareness about that can literally reverse climate change and save our planet um, and also re-healthify our food that we're getting because it's 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 healing the soil of the planet and healing the planet so all of that is connected so those are some small things that i would like to see you guys heard it from kelly last question <laughs> what's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all, all our listeners today in one sentence It's going to be a run-on. It's going to be a run-on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Biggest piece of advice. Um, oh, man. 
I would say, I love that thing, you know, be kind, the saying, be kind, because everybody's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. So that is absolutely true outward. But in order to be kind outward to others, we need to start with ourselves. So be kind and pay attention to and heal the battles and the wounds that we've been fighting within ourselves. If we listen to our critical voice every day and how we speak to ourselves, I would say 99.9% of the population needs to start there and be kind to yourself. Yeah. Amazing. I think that's a great way to wrap it up. 100%. Yeah. Kelly, one more time. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Make sure you guys all go check out her documentary heal on Netflix about to soon be on Amazon prime. That's so. right. And her future podcast. Oh yeah. We're looking forward to that <laughs> one. You have to let us know when it releases. We'll, we'll throw it up on our stories yeah. and everything. All right. Uh, until, so much, until next time, everyone much love. Thank you for listening to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoy this episode. Make sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review.